When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we're here to jump back into some Major League Baseball. That's right, we got a very special guest for you. His name is Javier Reyes. He is the host of the Locked On Padres podcast, and he is here to break down the San Diego Padres, and we are extremely excited. I can't wait for this episode, man. Huge Fernando Tatis fan. I know he's out right now, but we're going to ask Javier about his return, and then, of course, the hot bliss start for Manny Machado. We want to talk about his his leadership role. It really looks like he stepped in there and he has taken over this team uh, out in San Diego and he has them on an absolute tear right now. And then we want to talk about the pitching staff, man. I mean, just absolutely nails locked down. You got guys like Manaya, McKenzie Gore. You got Joe Musgrove. Could he win a Cy Young out there? I mean, he, he's got a 1-9 ERA right now. I mean, just, just absolute uh, electric stuff from Joe Musgrove. And they're so deep, man. Uh, they're, they're starting. They're starting rotation. Uh, it's just it's deep, and these guys they're pitching their ass off. So uh, just a lot of stuff to talk about. What are the Padres going to do at first base? We know Hosmer with the hot start, but it looks like he's coming down to earth a little bit. And then you got Voit. Uh, out there so uh, we can't wait to talk to Javier man we are excited and and I think this is going to be one hell of an episode so we're not going to make you guys wait any longer we're going to kick it over here to belly up sports give them their love like we do every episode and we're going to try to get Javier in here right now so here you go thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Welcome back in, everybody, and today we are joined by a very special guest by the name of Javier Reyes. He is the host of the Locked On Padres podcast. He is also with Just Baseball Media, does some writing for them, and I also listen to their uh, State of the Division podcast and listen to one of his episodes this morning, so excited to have him on. Javier, man, how you doing today? I'm doing lovely, sir. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. Just got off of work and, and got home and ready to talk some baseball. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's that's the dream right there, isn't it? You just get off of work, you head home, you know, maybe you scrunch up yourself a, a nice little snack, perhaps. I don't know what, what everybody's uh, 
favorite go-to is but uh and then you talk some baseball man so i'm thrilled to be here yeah man uh eating eat, about to eat me some spaghetti and watch some yankees and orioles and uh mm. yeah nice. yeah yankees sitting sitting a lot of guys out tonight and uh yeah. And so hopefully they got to rely on some Garrett Cole to get it done, man. Mm-hmm. But Javier, man, I want to ask you, uh, first off, I always like to ask my guests, man, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been the host on the Locked On Padres podcast? And how long have you been with uh, Just Baseball Media? Oh, man. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think about because, you know, time, as we all know, is mm-hmm. It's kind of doesn't. It feels like it doesn't exist anymore. Ever since the pandemic and all that, and mm-hmm. that's when I started, which feels like so so long ago. I started back in February 2020 uh, with, I believe, I believe it was February, February to March, give or take, uh, with the Lockdown Padres podcast, and that was really cool because it came at a good time. Obviously, with everything that kind of went down, and just started covering the team. And you know, I was I was more of a nascent fan. You know, my my fandom was kind of more more new. Mm-hmm. When it came to the Padres, I did not really know too much about them in terms of like their great history. Mm-hmm. Instead, I usually describe myself as a recovering Yankees fan uh, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons that we don't have to get uh, necessarily too into. But, you know, decided to get into the Padres. I've been a Chargers fan since I was like seven. Okay. So I was like, All right, let's flip to this version of San Diego. And then I kind of did. And, you know, always been a fan of Manny Machado's and I just mm-hmm. like the team. So I started hosting the show. And then, of course, lucky me, it kind of, you know, the team started becoming more and more relevant uh, across baseball throughout a bunch of reasons. Obviously, Fernando Tetis mm. being one of the biggest ones. So I've been hosting that for two years. It's been fun doing it on YouTube sometimes. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then with just baseball, I think that's the weird timing one because I was first told about it uh, by the site's co-founder, Arm Layton, mm-hmm. like a really long time ago, probably like. Maybe gonna, I'm going to say like May 2020, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the site officially launched, you know, back last year in April, mm-hmm. um, which was really awesome. Or, or it was June. I forgot. Or I'm going to kill me for, for, <laughs> uh, forgetting. But uh, it was in June. And, you know, that's how long I've been with them. And it's fun. We did fantasy drafts and whatnot. And now I do some writing over there, working on a couple other side projects as well that we're not announcing just yet. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's been great. You know, it's been funny to look back at, you know, the beginning of this pandemic stuff and not really having much to do, but kind of looked out with the whole baseball angle, especially since I'd been usually working a lot on pop culture and entertainment stuff. I kind of transitioned, not fully. I still do that other stuff in my spare time, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely found a sort of lane, I guess, that hopefully people enjoy. Man, that's awesome, Javier, man. Uh, I listen to a bunch of a bunch of you guys, uh, just baseball, almost every day, man, and, and the state of the division now where you guys break down each division – I absolutely love it. it. It gets me through my day at work, man, and, and it's just really good content. And for all my listeners who haven't checked it out, man, go subscribe to their shows and, and go subscribe to Javier's uh, Locked On Padres. He does a really good job, and check him out on YouTube as well. So, Javier, man, I want to jump into this baseball thing, right? And and I know a guy you just mentioned, uh, Manny Machado. Um <laughs> The blistering start, man, and and I kind of look at what he's doing on the field. And has Manny stepped into a leadership role on this team? And and how is he on, just on and off the field, just carrying this baseball team with this hot start? I mean, there's a bunch to it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the thing with Manny is that he's kind of been due for a. He's always been capable. I don't want to say due, mm-hmm. but he's always been capable of an MVP like season. Whether it was back in Baltimore because he was 
one of the great fielders of the generation that mm-hmm. came up at third base, had some injuries and whatnot. He was great there. We just never got that, like, monster season. And I think that's why sometimes people forget about him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you have your players that step up every, every year, right? You remember mm-hmm. A.J. Pollock was a top contender for MVP at one point. Mm-hmm. No offense to him, good player. But the thing with Machado has been sustained, solid success. This is a three-and-a-half at minimum, you know, kind of war guy every year, like, as a mm-hmm. guarantee. And you really don't find that in baseball, especially with a guy who's – staying healthy, who doesn't strike out too much, who has a good walk rate, all that stuff. And he still has a pretty damn good glove, too, at over at third base. And with this season, it really feels like he took charge. He's been a leader of that clubhouse for a long time, based mm. on everything I've heard and read. And he's been great at it, right? Obviously, he had that whole uh, kerfuffle with Tatis in the, <laughs> lot, in the, the dugout last year because the team was losing. And mm. I think he was probably in the right there. But Machado has really stepped up this year, and they needed him, too. And I think that that's why he's kind of the front runner for the National League MVP right now. Because, yes, there are some other players that are doing a lot of great things. Mookie Betts out of L.A., Mm -hmm. he's been killing it lately. There's probably some pitchers out there, too. You know, some other emerging candidates and whatnot. Personally, I don't think any Dodger should win the MVP, of course. (laughs) Um, But I will say with Manny... They needed him to step up with the Tatis injury, with new, you know, manager, with Bob Melvin there, with the fact that you had the greatest collapse probably in franchise history in the second half, with the fact that just in general, you're being looked at as this team that talked a lot of smack and just fell off mm-hmm. and you needed to show up. No Tatis, the spotlight is on you and the guy just hits ball super hard. They get through the infield or he's hitting home runs that result in wins and all that stuff, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, you know, not to pepper stats or anything, but he's... He's been excellent. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And he's always just, he just looks locked in. He looks focused. Mm -hmm. And not that he hasn't been focused in the past. I think that that's a little bit of an exaggeration on people's part with the whole, you know, no hustle narrative Mm -hmm. that I don't quite understand. uh, Because, you know, not to get too, you know, no, I will get too deep into it. When you hit the (laughs) ball as hard as Manny Machado does, I don't really care that if you smoke it to the third baseman or the Mm -hmm. shortstop that you're not running at 100 miles an hour because yeah. he hit it very hard. So he's probably not making it to first. Or the that. other thing is he's played almost more than any other games among qualified hitters mm. since like 2017, right? So I've never understood the no hustle thing. But yeah, mm. that's the thing with Machado is he's just stepped up. He has the narrative going for him and the team needs it because it's not like every batter on the team has been money so far to start the year. Yeah, man, and I know you brought I know you brought uh, Fernando Tatis in, into that, and and uh, I want to ask you, Javier, man, what is the timetable of him coming back? And when he comes back, what do they do with Jake Cronenworth because of his slow start? This is the big question now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a big question. It's been percolating over Padres Twitter and what have you. Mm-hmm. My view on the whole thing is, first of all, let's just wait until he gets back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's wait until he gets back because, in fairness. Something I brought up a lot on my show is that he's had a shoulder injury, and that's what kept him out a lot last year. Mm -hmm. And now he has this new injury. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know exactly what's going to happen when this guy gets back. Mm -hmm. He's hopefully motivated by all accounts. He recovers quickly. uh, If you're if you're to go by Kevin AC of the Tribune, and that he's going to be back and whatnot. But if this guy comes back after the All Star break, you know it's still it's not like this is a done deal. And you're ready. You still have that shoulder thing that could pop up. We never know by just swinging the bat. That's what happened last year. So with Tatis, first of all, I just want to see him get healthy. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question about Jay Cronenworth, yeah, at, for the first the first month of the season, I really wasn't concerned even in the slightest. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. He was still walking quite a bit. 
and he wasn't whiffing at the ball. You know, he was making contact, just wasn't kind of going his way. You can pull up his Savant page, a lot, lot of good stuff there. But lately, it looks like it's almost starting to get to him. He's not walking as much. He's actually whiffing on more pitches. He looks – I'm wondering what it is. And with, with Cronenworth, this is not a guy necessarily that I ever expected to be, you know, a consistent – 17 war like this isn't a super duper all-star he's definitely capable of it but i kind of thought that his ceiling we knew what it was Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily surprising that he's had a a slow start i'm just really concerned because i don't think that you know basically two months into the season this isn't just a a slow start it's actually officially evolved into more of a what's going on here is it maybe his position in the lineup is it the fact that grisham has struggled trent grisham of course Mm -hmm. so they've tried to move jake cronenworth to the leadoff spot which also has not worked. It's a toughy scenario, but I will say, I will say, with Cronenworth, he's been heading into the season one of the five best, probably second basemen in that in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So he has a little bit more of a leash than what I've been giving Trent Grisham, who basically mm-hmm. just had a good twenty twenty, and that's almost about <laughs> it. So with these two guys, I think that it's going to be interesting, right? Like, because Hassan Kim is getting on base. He's yeah. making pretty good contact. He's been playing great defense. Do you want to take that out of your lineup when Tatis gets back? At this mm-hmm. rate, he's just, he's earned himself too much more mm-hmm. of, uh, of a leash, I'd say, Jake Carnworth. So I'm not going to press the panic button and say he has to be benched. But I will say, if by the time Tatis comes back, which I think is going to be for a while, personally, mm-hmm. yeah, if he's still hitting like this, we might have to consider, you know, Jake Cronworth becoming a bench guy, especially depending on how, how uh, Hassan Kim is doing. Mm, man. Uh, Javi, man, I I, I want to turn over to first base, man, and, and I look over <laughs> there and, and I see Hosmer starting to come back down to earth a little bit, and and I know he, he got off to that ridiculous start and, and mm-hmm. it shocked the world, man. Uh, and then and then you got Luke Voigt over there. He's not getting it done coming over from the Yankees. And, and do the Padres try to look for something at first, or, or what do they do there, man? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, right? He, I've been joking about how bullying works when it comes to the Padres first baseman uh, all, you know, off season or I should say season. And because that's kind of what's happened. He's been slandered to oblivion on the internet. When you type in his name, and I still can't say it because also it's been working, by the way, so I don't want to break the jinx of my, uh, my, my oath to never say his full name. But if you just type him in on YouTube, one of the first things that comes up is how he's one of the worst players in baseball. That's kind of where it was with as much money that he's getting that eight year 180 whatever the heck contract Mm. he's has not performed at all aside from 30 games in 2020 and this year it's not like he changed the way he was as a hitter dramatically Mm. still hitting the ball quite a bit on the ground um but he's done better against lefties and he's changed his batting stance a little bit and just been a little bit more solid defensively just a tiny bit so you got to give him credit there but again like you said, he's kind of cooled off recently. Not in the sense that I'm like, oh, man, the bad guy's back. But I just think he's cooled off. There was a great piece yeah. by, uh, in Fangrass by Jay Jaffe that kind of broke down. The players that since, like, 2002, who have as big of a discrepancy with their ground ball and fly ball rate, what they're, you know, who has had that big of a discrepancy. Some guys on that list, Ishiro Suzuki, Derek Jeter, those are great players. Don't get me wrong. Would love that from our guy at first base. The problem is that those guys were fast. And with the Padres' first baseman, absolutely not fast. So it's possible that that, all that on-base stuff and batting average is going to decline significantly. Really, though, the way I see it is I think that it's possible from this first month 
that we might just get a, a little bit of an above average season from him. Mm-hmm. And based on the fact that they've been clearly trying to eat his salary in order to get it to get its yield elsewhere, <laughs> it's the best they can hope for, right? You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not going to be able to move this guy unless mm-hmm. he suddenly becomes you know, Ty France, who I very much miss <laughs> right about now. Uh, so that's probably not going to happen. So you just have to hope for like a, a two-war season, dare I say, right? Just mm-hmm. a guy who's going to be okay. And in fairness, locker room stuff does matter, I think. And yeah. especially after what happened last year, can't understate that value table. Assume he can actually put some value on the field, which he has been so far. Mm, man, uh, perfect breakdown right there, Javier. Man, uh, I, I, I was I was waiting to hear that one. Um, but man, I, I want to turn over here to this pitching staff, Javier. Man, uh, you know you guys, Joe Musgrove. Man, could you talk a little bit about him and and could he could he really end up winning this Cy Young, man? If he if he stays on this on this route, I think so. Absolutely. I think with Machado, there's a little bit more of literally straight up. This guy's numbers are basically better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you look at Musgrove, he's not striking out everybody more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily you know creating more ground balls than everybody else, but his numbers are in the top 15 area for basically every category. And also I think something that gets overlooked quality starts doesn't tell you the full story, but he does lead the majors. And the key with it there is that with the Padres bullpen struggling the way it has, I put a great amount of weight into that. If this was a guy only going five innings, I think it's fair to say, Hey, your team needs you to go further. Because with Robert Suarez and Luis Garcia and Craig Stammen occasionally and Nabil Krizmat has actually been pretty good. But with all the concerns they've had with their bullpen, having a guy that consistently at minimum every single game has gone six innings, that means a lot. And I don't think the numbers can always um, stress that enough. And the other thing that's going his way is if the Padres are good this year, a lot of people are going to look into narrative and they're going to say, oh, the San Diego native, he threw the no-hitter for them last year. And then he steps up heading into free agency, right? The team needs him to step up big time in order for them to come through. And he's been doing exactly that. So I think that he does have that going for him, especially if the Padres, like, finish really high in the standings. I could see it. I could see if his ERA is low enough, but we're going to have to see. That's a little bit more up in the air, I'd say, just because mm-hmm. I think guys like Burns, I think guys yeah. like even Walker Bueller, uh, not to do any Dodger loving too much, uh, <laughs> are probably going to step up a little bit. So, But he's, he, I mean, at this rate, the fact that he's going to finish top five in Cy Young at, at this rate, of course, I'm not kidding. Like, I know it sounds like I'm being a homer, but I'm not that shocked. Everything mm-hmm. about him last year was legit. Well, Javier, man, uh, <laughs> getting off track just a little bit because of the Dodger <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, yeah. I had I had Jeff Snyder on here from Locked On Dodgers mm. uh, a couple weeks ago, and and, and we were yeah. talking about some Dodgers, and I asked him, man, I said, what is this Padres and Dodgers rivalry like? And and you know, he he just went on and he was like, well, it's really big to them, and uh, he was like, it's just another <laughs> game to us. So I got to ask you, man, what is it like? Is it is it really a, a real deal rivalry? Uh, it is. It's, it's definitely got it, – right now it's definitely – I mean, not even right now, just in general. It's like a big brother, little brother thing. <laughs> Jeff Snyder, my arch nemesis, by the way, an absolutely evil, evil man, uh, everybody <laughs> listening. Just sinister, one of the, one of the meanest people in the world. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, Jeff is great. And yeah. I would describe it as being on hold. And one thing I talked about with Jeff that he did agree with was it's definitely not currently active, but – I view rivalries a lot more intricately. I don't think it's just, all right, who are the two best teams and they've been playing well against each other. Mm-hmm. It's That has a lot to do with it too, but did you really feel the juice 
of last year's Dodgers Giants playoffs. It was great teams, historic. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Not to you know hate on the Giants, but when you watch those Dodgers Padres games. We're having Jerks and Profar and Clayton Kershaw yapping at each other. Two of the most, like, low-key, not-getting-it-to-fight type of players. Even they are getting ramped up, right? Mm -hmm. With, uh, I I forgot the name of the reliever on the Dodgers who was upset with Jorge Mateo, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you've got Tatis versus Trevor Bauer. You've got all these sort of things. There was a little bit more juice, and you can feel the fires and the passion between both teams. Like, they were seizing the moment. Dodgers-Giants, it's just like, these two teams are great. Not to discount it too much, but that's what I think made the Padres-Dodgers rivalry, at least the beginning of last year, so special. And I think that if it does rear around, if Tatis comes back and the Padres are playing well, we might see some fireworks again. So that's just how I feel about it. But for now, yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit put on hold. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, Javier, man, I want to get back to that starting rotation. And, and could you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Sean Manaya and, and Mackenzie Gore? How big have they been uh, stepping in this season? Yeah, um, Manaya uh, is just consistency uh, mm-hmm. with him as well. Uh, he's a guy that last year made a lot of uh, noise. He has those starts where he does look unhittable, but for the mm-hmm. most part, he does give up hard contact. But it doesn't really matter because, first of all, he's an innings eater. Uh, last year, a lot of innings. He had a decent amount of strikeouts, high uh, threes ERA. But the big thing with Sean Manaya is if that's like your four or five, Mm-hmm. you're in really, really, really great shape. And that's why that's I like okay. the trade so much. If he was the number one, okay, yeah, I might have some <laughs> concerns if that's the only reliable guy that the Padres had, right? Good mm-hmm. pitcher. But, you know, like I said, he's prone to give up some some fly balls every now and then. But if he's your four or five, you are living and he's fulfilled in every way. And, hey, Bob Melvin was the manager over in Oakland. I imagine it's great to have him over in San Diego too, have that little bit of a connection. Uh, so that's really great. And then – you have with Mackenzie Gore, who I, I was joking about a, a tweet I had a while ago about making a reference to holes and how it felt like if the Padres traded, you know, uh, Mackenzie Gore, that it would curse us for all eternity. So far, it's been absolutely true. I, I'm so glad they didn't trade him. I thought it was ridiculous that because he was struggling the minors, that mm-hmm. that meant you should trade him. You just sell low on the guy. He's been up here in the fastball plays. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Hitters still haven't figured it out yet. Maybe they will over time. You know, last year, uh, so let's say uh, Trevor Rogers of Miami Marlins. His mm-hmm. fastball was awesome, and he struggled a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I get it, whatever. But Mackenzie Gore is showing you why he was a top-pitching prospect in all of baseball for a while, right? And he's been mm-hmm. up there. He's performed really great. Looks confident up there. Not afraid to challenge hitters at all. And I think with each start, depending on the team, he's mixed in his other pitches with the slider, with the curveball, and the changeup. He's been able to add a little bit more depending on the matchup. And even if that doesn't work, the fastball has been so amazing. It's great. It's great. And he's by far, unless I'm missing someone, I don't think I am, the National League Rookie of the Year. So that's how mm. things are going, man. Mm-hmm. We have the MVP, potential Cy Young, and the Rookie of the Year. It's just, it's, it's really happy. I'm, I'm smiling while I say all this. Man, I love it, man. Uh, Javier, I got to ask you, what is your biggest concern for this Padres team right now? Uh, biggest concern is that guys like Will Myers, like the guys like uh, the first baseman, you know, maybe even Profar <laughs> if he slows down, if eventually they just can't have those guys step up on offense enough to help you know, shoulder the load with Manny Machado. That's a little mm-hmm. bit of a concern. Although I will say those other guys like your Kims, like your Profars have provided value defensively, which is great. Uh, definitely from your kind of role players and bottom of the lineup kind of guys. That's great. Um, and the other worst case thing would be if Tatis really just never comes back at all, which 
You yeah. know, just the way baseball works and injuries, that's not out of the question. And I know you might be wondering, oh, I thought it was the bullpen. Yeah, but I think that they've performed a little bit too poorly for me to buy it, if mm. that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. a positive regression is actually due, and the biggest thing for them is once they get healthy. Tim Hill just came back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully when guys like Pierce Johnson, uh, you know, Austin Adams, Drew Pomeranz, when those guys can come back, if they can be a league average bullpen, I'm not that worried, especially with the depth of the starting pitching. I'm worried, but not in a oh my god, we're screwed <laughs> type of way, as I was about the first baseman heading into the year. <laughs> man, uh, that cracks me up. <laughs> it cracks me up. But um, Javier, man, my last question for you before I let you get out of here is how far can this Padres team go and, and can they win this division? Can they overtake the Dodgers? Um, look, as optimistic as I want to be, the Dodgers actually on offense haven't been really – not really. Uh, they've been good, but they mm-hmm. haven't necessarily performed uh, to their potential. And they're still, they got like the biggest run differential in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think their, their only weakness could be maybe starting pitching. If yep. Walker Buehler doesn't figure it out, I expect him to. But if he doesn't, maybe starting pitching. Maybe if Clayton Kershaw can't stay healthy, maybe if their back end guys can't. But just as a regular season team, I just think that they're built. They have so many contingency plans, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, if, if Mookie Betts is struggling, well, guess what? You have Freddie Freeman. If Freddie Freeman is struggling, well, you have the fastest base dealer and one of the best shortstops in baseball in Trey Turner. Not the best, obviously. Um, but I, that's how I feel about it. I just that they there's so much crap that has to go wrong for that team. Yeah. And it makes me mad at the rest of baseball. Stop letting the Dodgers side all these players. It's a boy, <laughs> please. It's, it's not fun for us over in uh, San Diego. But, yeah, I still think the Dodgers can, are going to win the division mm-hmm. uh, fairly comfortably. I think the Padres can give them a little bit of a run. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to wild card and all that other stuff, it's going to be fun, man. I mean, I, it's it could be three teams from the NL West that make the playoffs this mm-hmm. year. Man, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's the best division in baseball, in my opinion. and. And it's deep, man. And and I'm I'm just Javier, man. I'm excited you come on. I I love the breakdown of the Padres and and uh, Thanks, huge man. huge fan of of the guys you got uh, y'all got out there with Tatis and Machado and Musgrove mm-hmm. and man, all those guys are so fun to watch and and I really enjoy it night in night out, man. But, um, Javier, man. One thing I want to ask you, I always ask my guests, man. You know, I try to get you on back around about the all-star break and and what do you say about that the all-star break what do you mean uh if i could get you back on the show around the all-star break oh. to, to talk maybe <laughs> oh, i always yeah, always course. always like to get my guests back on about like around the all-star break man to kind of talk about like recap the first half maybe talk about the second half and and you know uh see how the padres are doing Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I was literally, I was like, wait, do an all-star game? <laughs> no. What just happened? No, no. Some sort of announcement? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. That'd be a blast. And you can, old takes exposed me, feel free. <laughs> uh, I would absolutely love to come back on for sure. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, Javier, man, if you could, could you um, could you just drop a Twitter handle or any type of social media stuff so my, my followers can uh, go give you a follow? Yeah, absolutely. The best Twitter handle, dare I say, over at Locked On uh, MLB's network. I, I, I the whole network uh, at Javapeno, J A V I I P E N O. You can also check out Locked On Padres at L O underscore Padres. You can find it on YouTube, all that sort of stuff. Just Baseball, with the site that we talked about that I write for, yep. that's at Just BB Media. Go check that out for sure if you are baseball fans. Well, Javier, man, I really appreciate you coming on, and, and I can't wait to get you back on here, and we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. Take care, man. Wow. Everybody, Javier Reyes, 
what a breakdown. Uh, man, San Diego Padres, they, there you have it. I mean, Manny Machado, MVP guy, Joe Musgrove, could possibly win a Cy Young if he keeps going at this rate. Their pitching staff starting pitching so deep. Uh, I mean, they're a team. They're a team. They're a force. They, they don't even have one of the best players in baseball back yet. And and like Javier said, man, uh, when he gets back, watch out. You know, and and hey, give it up for Javier for for you know showing the Dodgers some love right there at the end, and and you know him still saying that the Dodgers are going to win the West and everything. Um, you know, not a homer at all, man. Javier was a great guest and and just a guy that loves his Padres. So guys, if you don't follow him, go give him a go give him a follow on Twitter and and go follow the pod. Uh, subscribe and and go to YouTube and subscribe to his page. Like I said earlier, he drops great content, just baseball. Go give them a follow. It's great stuff, man. I listen to it every day. So, guys, with that being said, I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 